It's ready. Are we ready? Listen, that was a great song to start off this morning. There is power in His name. And there is power in the Word of God. And we're going to take our time now around the Word of God. Be able to hear and receive what God would say to us. I'm reminded of a time, there was um, a couple of years ago, and I took and my mum and my auntie to the Optus Stadium tour. Has anyone done that online? Have you done that tour? It's really fascinating. What I hear, it's run some good awards, right? Some good recognition. Perth WA of this amazing stadium. So I took them along for this tour. What you need to know about these two friends is that they love, 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 love the Eagles. So, oh, look at, so I'm taking them during, um, you know, football season. So just winning all the daughter awards right there. And um, so I take them for this tour. And we went on this tour through Optus Stadium. Fascinating, you know, all the rooms and higher spaces in the club rooms. Many, many, many photos of, um, you know, the club rooms. If you've been in there, they've got on the lockers all the names of the players and so photo after photo after photo. Listen, you've got to know about me. I don't follow footy. But I was there for mum and my auntie Daphne. And so we, <laughs> we went there and um, we went on this tour and what was, what really stood out to me, that as we toured around Optus Stadium, fun fact first, on the chairs, they've designed and coloured the stadium chairs so when it's not completely full, it looks like people are in the chairs. Spoiler alert, sorry. But that, that was one fun fact that I took away from the stadium tour. And as we went in and through all the different spaces, the backdrops off the stadium, and now we walk into the stadium itself. And if you go into that stadium with 30 people, it feels deafening quiet and silent in that space. Has anyone ever done that, gone in there when there's hardly anyone in? And it is just, it's almost eerie. I'm like, wow, this stadium that holds 60,000 people. I'm standing in these, these, these stands at the moment and it just feels so quiet and so empty. And then to, you know, continue on the favourite daughter thing, I bought them tickets to go to the game. And I went along with them, not knowing much about the game, let's face it. And they're great seats, and I was there with my mum, my auntie, my cousin, my sister. <laughs> we were all there in full force. They all love football, me not so much. And um, what was evident and what was different, this time now we're in a stadium that is full, that we're in a stadium of passionate followers of the Eagles and there is noises and shouts of joy that are coming from this, this stadium that erupts, that is mind-blowing how noisy and loud that space is. Has anyone been to a game? Anyone been to, I haven't been to a concert in there. Has anyone been to a concert in there? Pretty amazing. I can imagine the, the sound. Oh, yeah, you went to Guns N' Roses, didn't you, Jackie? <laughs> Too good, too good. It makes me laugh every time I associate Jackie Knight with Guns N' Roses. Um, but this morning we're going to look at worship. We've been in this series of being the church. And we're going to open up the word through Psalm 100. And the psalmist writes here, and what worship looks like for us being the church, for every one of us to come into this place to be able to worship God, that it is our worship that we carry and we bring to God. So we're going to look at Psalm 100. You got your Bibles? Open them up. If not, we got you covered. 
I'm going to pray for us first. But God, I pray that, Lord, as we open up your word, whether we've read Psalm 100 hundreds of times or whether this is the first time we're hearing it, Jesus, may we have ears to hear, hearts to receive what you would say to us. Lord, may your word be a powerful living word in us that has the ability to transform and change us. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So in verse 1 it says here, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. So all the earth here, they're referring to all the people on earth. All people, no matter where you're at, everyone. So the title of my message is, Worship God, Everyone. We got it? That's all of us, everyone across planet Earth that we were created to be able to praise and bring him glory. So make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, all the people. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is, yeah, come on, he is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So here the psalmist is talking about this, what we get to be a part of, what we can do in bringing worship to God. That what we know we can't earn our way to be saved, we can't earn our way in, every, in any aspect, but what we can do and what we have is this ability to bring God worship from us, to be able to bring him praise, to be able to worship our God, that we get to bring it, we carry it, we come into this room today with our hearts to be able to say, God, I am here to worship you. I am here to bring you that joyful noise. I am here to praise you. I'm here to shout joy because you are.
microphone is to bring you my worship. I bring my joyful worship, my joyful noise to you. There's a feeling. That's all we're doing. Theologian Charles Spurgeon writes, and it will be up on the screen here. The original word signifies, so a joyful shout. The original word signifies a glad shout, such, a, such as loyal subjects give when the king appears among them. Our happy God should be worshipped by a happy people. A cheerful spirit is in keeping with his nature, his acts, and the gratitude which we should cherish for his mercies. That when we come into worship, and what I see of what this theologian has written here, is that our joyful shout aligns with a God who is joyful, a God who is cheerful, a God who is worthy and praiseworthy, that he is a faithful God, that sometimes we walk into this place and we, we carry all these things with us and we think what I'm carrying and what I'm experiencing today will determine how much I give to you, God. But in fact, our worship aligns and he should be worthy of worship to a God who is joyful, a God who is faithful, that a God who is cheerful, a God who is happy, that he, and if you may think this from other teaching, that a God who is angry, he is not angry. He is a good God. He is a cheerful God. He is a joyful God. He is a God who's created fun and joy and all these things that we get to experience. And so when we come into this place of worship, we don't stand there like, Oh, yeah, we'll just wait for this song. I don't like this song too much. We bring it, right? It is a joyful response to a God who is worthy of our praise. That we make a joyful noise. And in that stadium of Optus, where it didn't take much to tell these people, actually no one told them to respond to this team who kicked a goal. That place erupted with noise. It doesn't take much if you're standing in a concert and Whitney Houston is singing to sing really loudly in that place. It doesn't take much us. We just respond in those moments. We respond loudly. We don't care what the people next to us are thinking. That our joyful worship, when we come into this place of worship, when we come into this worship gathering, May our joy and our worship when we come into this place be much louder than any stadium will scream for people. We'll be much louder and prouder than the songs that we sing for these artists. That when we come into this place of worship and we gather with his people, that our King of kings and our Lord of lords, the name that is above all names, creator of all universe, that he would receive our greatest joyful shout of praise in us. You may be positioned this week or maybe yesterday got not great news or maybe this year hasn't started off super well for you or maybe this last decade is like, Michelle, I don't have any joy. <laughs> There's nothing good that's working out for me. Everything is just going to rubbish. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel any joy. I don't muster up any joy. 
Joy is just not even in my vocab right now. Things are rubbish. Who's been in hard and tough times? Listen, I've experienced, I think, some hard things. But what I have learnt during these hard times, and not to dismiss them, because they are hard, but what I do know in those hard times is that worship is our weapon. That worship is our weapon. That worship, what worship does is that as we joyfully shout these praises to God, that our, as we, we are able to get this joy and worship God comes from this idea of not looking at what is shifting, what is changing, what our circumstances are, what is going on in our world. But we are responding to a God who is never changing. He is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he's the same tomorrow. And that's who we worship. We don't worship from a place of feeling. We don't worship because we lost that job. We don't worship because that family member said something wrong. We don't worship because everything's feeling great today. We worship because of God who is never changing. Because he is God. And that's where we worship from. So when things are bad, when things are rough, when you see people in this place and they're worshiping, and you know their circumstances, what they're worshipping or the place that they're worshipping from is a God who is never changing. He doesn't shift. He doesn't change. He's not good today and bad tomorrow. He is never changing. And so our worship and our response to him is always the same. We come into this place with a joyful noise, with a shout of joy, because he is worthy of our worship. Worship is your weapon for anyone here and life is not going so well. Can I encourage you to use worship as a weapon, to be able to sing praise to God through your circumstance. That Eugene Peterson, um, the writer of the message, he has this phrase, sing yourself into worship. Sing yourself into his presence. Sing yourself into praising God. That sometimes, that when we're not feeling it, we've got to just sing ourselves into that space. That we've got we to bring that praise. It takes a little bit. But as we focus our attention on God, we sing joyfully. When our health is good and when our health is bad. We sing joyfully when our family is in crisis and our family is strong. We sing joyfully when the interest rates are high and when the interest rates are low. We sing joyfully because our God is a God who is not changed. It is he who is never changing. And as we come into this idea of worship, as we as his people, we come with this idea that he is God. And sometimes we just got to remind ourselves and know that it is he who is God. In the verses here, it says, it is he who has made us. He is God. We are his people. We are his sheep of his pasture. That sometimes we get that order a little bit out of balance. And we forget that God is God creator and he has created us. And he has created us that we, would, we were created to praise and bring him glory. And so we come into this space when we enter into worship 
to be able to acknowledge who God is. This word here, it says to know God is to acknowledge who God is. That in our lives, what does it look like to be able to acknowledge God? To be able to acknowledge and know who God is in our lives. One thing as we look at this idea of everyone coming in to worship is to have this one simple thing. In January 2023, you may be a person that, you know, says this year, I'm going to set some goals. I'm going to create some good habits. I'm going to put these things into my life. Uh, One little thing is drink water before coffee in the morning. That's my thing. Water before coffee, Michelle. But what we can do in this idea of worship, to be able to acknowledge God in our lives, to be able to say, God, you are God. And what I understand is that you are God and you have created me to worship you, that we are created to praise. So what we do as his church and his community here at True North Church for 2023, we can say as the first thing of the first day of the week, Sunday being the first day of the week, that God, I'm going to place myself in a community to worship you. That everyone in this room, it would sound terrible if it was just me and Ryan here singing along to God. But it would be joyful. It would be joyful. But what does it look like for each and every one of us to be able to say, as I acknowledge you, God, in my life, I want to make you first in this idea of worship, in this idea of my first day of the week being Sunday. I'm going to be found in a place of worshipping you, Jesus. I'm going to be found in a place with community and fellow believers lifting up shouts of joy to you, Jesus. That's where I want to be on a Sunday. So as an application out of this, I'm not sure what your Sunday mornings are, but here's what I know the temptation is. So as we're driving to church, we have that glistening ocean just glistening at us, right? It glistens, it's tempting, it's there. It can draw us off Marmion Avenue and down to Eden Beach on a Sunday and those smashed avos along the way, the cafe, and then there's this mattress topper on my bed in the winter comes and it is soft and it's pillowy and it just calls me to snuggle up in bed. Or what we can say is, no matter what, that for January 2023, God, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to make my start of my week something where I'm found to be able to worship you, Jesus. That I'm going to be in that position to be able to bring you praise and glory. To be able to joyfully shout to you, Jesus. Sometimes there are distractions. Sometimes there are things in our lives that push us off. Let's face it, over the last couple of years, churches themselves and services have had to close down. And too easily, it can get us out of routine because we found that beach and we found that amazing cafe on Sunday morning and all the church people are at church, so it's freer and all of these things that we create habit. We create this response to say, God, I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm going to be a worshipper. I'm going to come on a Sunday to worship you. May we put God in that elevated first place in our life to acknowledge and know he is God. And then the psalmist paints this picture of entering his gates with thanksgiving. 
and his courts with praise. Over here is the writer writes that. And the people of the day, when we look at the temple and how they would journey themselves into this place of the temple to be able to be in a position to be able to worship God. If you've ever seen a picture of a temple, you'll see that there's different gates, different courts. One thing that kept um, jumping out at me, there's this large court. It's the woman's court. <laughs> it's good. Uh, listen, we need more space, need more room. You need the, or maybe there's just more of us. I don't know. It was just this large court. I didn't look into the reasons why, but um, someone else might be able to tell me. There is this, this temple of where the people would come and travel to worship God where they would come and there was different sections for the, the people to come in to worship, the women's court, <laughs> entering the gates, the outer court, the inner court, the um, high priest, the, where the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant is, no one enters there except for God. And we have this picture of the psalmist rites of how people would come into this space to worship. And it's fascinating and good for us to know because there would have been all kinds of preparation personally that they had. Firstly, to walk from wherever. Imagine today, humidity, walking from Ocean Reef to here, or from Yanship to here, and it's just hot, and you have the kids, and they're making a noise, and they don't want to walk, they want to be picked up, and all these sorts of things. They'd have all these, this journey to be able to arrive at the temple. They'd have this journey of being able to be in a position to say, God, I'm going to acknowledge you and I'm going to worship you. There is this place of where they are arriving. And one of the commentaries um, writes this picture of how they arrived. And it talks about how they would be singing before they entered that they would be singing on the journey. So from Ocean Reef, they are walking along and they are singing with their family. Their hearts are getting ready, that they are prepared, that before that's the power of his name, they've been singing five songs before they've arrived in the worship gathering. Their hearts are, are getting ready, that they are singing with their families, that they are prepared in their lives to be able to say, God, today's the day. I'm coming to worship you. And they sing before they even enter in. They sing before they arrive. I'm going to invite the band up. Thanksgiving. That what we know of the Old Testament is all those walls and all those courts have been demolished because God made a plan and he sent his son that for you and I, we enter freely. We enter freely for what Christ has done for us. No longer are we slaughtering some animal because of all the sin that I carried this week. But we come because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we enter this place with thanksgiving because of what Christ has done for us. So every single one of us on a Sunday as we come into this place, that we would know and have a heart of thanksgiving because of what Christ has done for each one of us. When I think back on my life and where my life possibly could have journeyed off as a 19-year-old, I thank God for what he has done in my life. I thank God that he caught my attention at that point. I thank God that no longer do I have no purpose, but I have a plan and a purpose for, in him. That as we enter this space, we enter with thanksgiving. We enter with a heart of remembering and knowing what Christ has done for us. But sometimes we can enter in and thanksgiving isn't on our life. 
we're like, we're not, we're not being thankful at all, maybe thankless. It's like, oh, that light's in my eyes again. Oh, Robbie, he sat in my chair. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> oh, that song, I don't know that song. How am I meant to sing along to that? Where's my favourite? That we would align. I think on a Sunday as we walk through here, may our hearts be prepared well before we walk these, through these doors. May our hearts already know of the goodness of who God is, of the goodness of Jesus who has made a way for us. May we come with hearts that are ready and thankful for what He has done in our lives. If you've got nothing to be thankful for, here's a tip. Thank God you have breath in your lungs. Thank God you have breath in your lungs. Thank God you have a family. They're crazy and they're fighting, but thank God you have a family. That every one of us, that we would not be lose sight of what we have. Because too easily we can look at what we don't have or what's not working out for us. But as we come into this place to worship, we come and we enter this worship gathering with thanksgiving. We come from this place of worship, not because how we're feeling or what's been going wrong or what's been going good. We come from this place of a joyful noise to be able to bring that to a God who we know, who we acknowledge, who we see, who is high above. Everything else will shift and will change and will move, but our God will never change. He is a good God. Can I hear that from someone? He's a good God, right? And He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our worship. I'm gonna invite us to stand. And we're gonna come into a time of worship, church. We're gonna come into a time of response to a word that has been challenging in my life because there's all kinds of areas in my life where I take it for granted or I'm not thankful for it. And it seems like a problem to me, but my attitude needs to change. And that thanksgiving when I enter this place is what I should carry, is what I should see, is because we enter His gates because Jesus has made a way for us, because Jesus is worthy of our praise. And that if you're going through a tough season, may worship be your weapon. It will be a blessing to everyone in this place that as you sing out through your circumstances, that that worship just explodes in this place, that the presence of God would be deserving of all our praise and all our worship, not holding back, not being reserved, not being an introvert, not being an extrovert, just being able to give God what is rightfully His, that each one of us get to carry that and bring that to Him, that He is worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. And as we come, I'm gonna invite us as a response for anyone with this idea as I've been preparing this message. Is that for God, for me, that I'll come back to a place of worship. That I would come back from a place is not me elevated and you God serving me, but God, may you be elevated and that I would be your people. 
that I will be your person. That God, I'm sorry for what I've made it because I made it all about me. I'm sorry, God, for the things that where I've placed you in boxes and placed you in positions to serve what I think is good. That God, may I respond to say, I'm coming back to worship you, God. I wanna acknowledge you. I wanna make it a joyful noise in my life that I wanna enter your gates with thanksgiving. And if that's you and you just wanna respond to say, God, I wanna come back to worship. I'm gonna invite you to come up the front. We're gonna sing a goodie, shout to the Lord. May that shout erupt this place because He is worthy of it. He is worthy of our praise. So I'm gonna invite you and our prayer teams down here that for 2023, we're saying as a people, every one of us, that God bring us back to worship God, it is all about You. It is all about You, God. I am bowing down to worship You. I am here to serve You, God. I am here, Lord God, to be that sheep in Your pasture. Use me how You would have me. So as the team lead us in prayer, in worship, I'm gonna invite you to respond. And if that's you and you're saying, God, I'm just coming back to worship You. I'd invite you just to come out, come out now. Don't worry about the people next to you. And our team's gonna lead us in worship and our prayer team's gonna come alongside you and pray with you. Let us respond. As we come into this place of worship, may we make it all about Him. Amen.